and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. We're back, baby. We are here tonight recording a podcast. We, we missed a week, so thank you for listening. It was a listening. holiday. It was yeah, a holiday. We, just, we just took Labor Day off to celebrate labor. But we also missed like some important football games. We'll, we'll talk about that. We did. Again. We did. Uh, I am your host, Hema Hemuli Jr. Joining me as always is the internet Jesus himself, Sean Walker. I'm excited to be here with the internet Pedro and the internet uh, John the Baptist. And uh, we also have the local lovable connect Zach Hicken. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be back. Um, so since we missed last week, do we want to do... So what we're going to do today are college football week two overreactions. So why don't we go back a week? Okay. Uh, jump in our time machine and do week one overreactions first. All right, let's talk should, about it. Real should quick. we, since we're gonna get on our time machine, should we go all the way back to week zero? No, we're not going that far back. We're not going that far back. Just because I want to touch on the local teams. Yeah, I just want to touch on Utah, BYU, and Utah State. Because and, it was uh, it was a good week. One. One. Yeah. And then it was a complete ish show. Week two. Train wreck. We'll talk about it. It kind of was. Okay, so let's go back to week unless one. you live in Ogden, because Utah State had a big win. Absolutely. In week two. So yeah, week one though. BYU's offense is back. <laughs> it's Jeff Grimes BYU is, is back. BYU's back. <laughs> the Coogie Woogies are going uh, what ten and two this season. Only losses to Wisconsin and uh, twelve Washington. and zero. <laughs> Come on, be realistic. Okay, be realistic. They're Eleven going and 10 one. And two. They're getting to double digit wins. Okay, double digits. Years. Okay, first time since what two thousand eleven with Riley Nelson. Double digit wins. I mean, that offense, that, that push that you saw in the trenches, that dominance. That dom, we, we destroyed. There's no way that BYU doesn't go in and just completely obliterate Cal's offensive defensive lines. Did you see the Arizona's, way Cal played against UNC? Arizona's a Pac-12 South contender, guys. Yeah, they have a Heisman, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Okay, <laughs> did you see the way that Arizona was able to contain, or BYU was able to contain Arizona? And the way they filled up the rushing lanes, and oh they completely gosh. shut down Khalil Tate. Uh. Yeah, Squally Canada went beast mode. I mean, he's the next. Uh, he's the next Marshawn Lynch. The way he was running through oh uh, blockers goodness. and stuff. Uh, Corbin Fusi, freaking, how many sacks? Did he's he have? the first overall pick. He's the next Miles Garrett. Absolutely. <laughs> That was week one. The Six next nine Max, Sione Taki Taki. Yeah, there's no way that BYU doesn't lose to – there's no way that BYU loses to Cal. The Cougs are looking good. The Cougs are going to go out to Wisconsin 2-0, and riding high. They're, they're going to contend with uh, a top-10-ranked Badgers team. Okay, now let's move on now to let's Utah. Move on to Utah. 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 Yeah, yeah, let's okay. move on to Utah. Utah's first game opener with uh, Weber State. Yeah. Uh, that defense, Wow. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave up less than a thousand yards total on the entire season. <laughs> They're special. I mean, I mean, Utah, this is definitely Utah's year. They're definitely going to win the Pac-12 South. Like nobody else can even come close to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. No it one's going to be able to score on them. Yeah. The, the game was clinical. It was taking care of business, getting it done. Uh, and that first, and just ignore that first quarter because yeah. they're just shaking off some rust. It's been yeah, a long yeah, yeah. off season. They're yeah, they're just shaking don't off worry the rust. about the lack of execution in the trenches. Um, the the fact that they couldn't really get a good push against Weber State. Um, Weber State's a top ten team, to do, man. Top ten to team nationally is just look at 
the way that they performed in the second half. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all you have to look at. You don't have to just and ignore sure, those warning signs that happened right. in the first quarter. It's fine. And sure, the special teams were really sloppy, but, you know, they have another week to clean all that up before yeah, actually there, there's facing. There's no way that they're going to face the same issues like a muff pump punt or anything like that. Yeah. No. No, no. no. Special teams is fine. They got, they got the Lou Gross Award winner back there. Absolutely. They're, I mean, no problems there on special teams. No. They, they, they got the dub, 1-0. Everything's looking up. The train is rolling. Well, and so since the train's rolling, why don't we move on to Utah State, which, uh, you know, had a great They were debut. like 60 seconds away from knocking off a top 25 team in Michigan State. I yeah. really think this is the year that they win the Mountain West. Yeah, I think so, too. I I think that's the best way to summarize it. I, I think that um, – now, this, is, this isn't a hot take. I actually do think that Jordan Love is the best quarterback in the state. Um, that, that is not hot. That's That's – true i agree with yeah that's more like a freezing cold take yeah it is a freezing cold take but i really do think that he he showed great and uh wouldn't be surprised if he put up uh like chucky keaton type numbers um so they almost they almost went into big 10 country and knocked off michigan state and never mind the fact that michigan state does traditionally struggle uh in their in their season opener that that you know shall we say, lesser teams, non-Power 5 teams, have traditionally given them a pretty good run for their money in their season opener that they don't start very well. well and I it's mean, like Utah, Utah State, State just great. Has, Utah State does kind of have, uh, like, a history of going into big P5 schools and uh, kind of making some noise. Auburn. Yeah, giving Utah, them a little bit of a scare. Um, who was it two years ago? There's Auburn and Utah and uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yep. That's Wisconsin right. last yeah, year. Yeah, ten nothing lead on Wisconsin. Um, but in all reality, I do think that Utah State's really good. So why don't we jump one. back into the uh, time machine and, and learn fa- what happened? And in fast forward two. about a week. Yeah, let's fast forward a week. Perfect. And we're in week two. Week two. So, uh, let's let's start with. Let's start with BYU. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, Hey, BYU. guys, remember that offense? <laughs> wow. Because uh, BYU doesn't. Speaking of time machines, week two was like Tanner Mangum hopped into his time machine and popped out. 20 as, pounds heavier, yeah, a year younger. 20, 2017 version. Yeah. 20, <laughs> Tanner Mangum. It was awful. Yeah, well, I, here's the thing. I, I, I feel like starting from the first series of the game, BYU didn't have any rhythm in its offense. Um, the, uh, the Cougars were marching downfield uh, with that first possession in the game, and they were moving the ball good chunks. Then they bring in Bo Hodge, and they lose all momentum that they had. They yeah. run Bo Hodge three straight times. What was that? It was so – I just didn't, I didn't understand it. Um, I, Do you have I, any guesses? Like what – well, I, I think that they were trying to set something up for later in the game, thinking that they would be able to get continue to get um, dominant offensive line play. But we saw right from that drive, Cal was getting really good penetration with the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, they were getting a good push. They were uh, causing some problems for BYU. And, um, yeah, it just didn't really go the way that they had planned. Because um, having I do think that Bo Hodge adds um, – a certain factor of the game that sure uh, another dimension yeah it, it's, it, he's very dynamic and he's a change of pace running back yeah he's a change of pace running back and he could throw the ball too right really um, well yeah and you saw what happened with cal when they brought in their change of pace guy mcelwain um mcelwain mcelwain brandon mcelwain brandon mcelwain um 
he pretty much uh, was moving the ball like whenever he wanted to for B for uh, Cal. Um, but the thing that was weird about it is after Bo had those three straight runs, I don't think we ever saw him in the game again. Correct oh, me if I'm wrong, but uh, he, I don't He didn't run the ball. So here's here's another one for you. So Squally Canada ran for 51 yards on a, about a dozen carries. carries uh, on about a dozen carries in the first half. Okay. And then in the second half, ran for negative seven yards on four carries. On four? Or or five five carries some some like Still, that like they, a like a half dozen carries like a third of the carries he had in the first right. half and and Cal was Cal was shutting him down to well, be fair so Cal the was stacking the line of scrimmage really and absolutely shutting it. him down yeah um well Cal was able to do that because BYU um they didn't respect the pass because BYU dropped a couple passes and mm-hmm. as soon as that happened Tanner stopped throwing deep he was checking down to. Uh, his guys, right. and so they were able to stack the box um, because they knew that he would check down, and um, they would have. They were basically daring him to try and throw the ball. Um, he didn't take the challenge. Um, I think that he lost faith in his receivers. Which I mean, when you have that many drop balls, you have uh, Collie, uh, Simon, um, Hefo. Hefo. I don't think Hefo dropped a ball, did he? I don't remember. Hefo he- didn't really get a lot of passes directed at him true. early. Yeah, Hefo so. actually had a really good game, um, but uh, comparatively, I I've seen improvement from Hefo. Um, so let's hear. Do you have a spicy take? A spicy take? Uh, yeah, um, spicy take that I got for uh, BYU is that uh, despite what we saw last week, the Cougs have no offense. Um, Zero. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Arizona's not the team that BYU thought. BYU fans thought it was. I don't think it's the team that BYU thought it was. I don't think it's the team that Kevin Sumlin thought it was. Ooh, I like that. Okay? this That's not a hot take. Arizona's hot garbage. We saw that yesterday after getting blown out by Houston. Okay? But, but a hot take is that BYU doesn't have any offensive weapons. I think this is – and I, I, I agree with you there because this is what I saw. Um, you said that you talked about them dropping passes, forcing Tanner to not throw deep – Thus, Cal would stack the box, mm-hmm. and BYU also had no run game at all. Uh, Cal completely stymied the run game. If we look at Arizona, there was a run game, yep. right? Uh, Squally was running there was a like, lot of run game, right? Squally was like beast mode out there. Um, but against Cal, you have no run, you have no deep ball. What's left? Short, Short game. intermediate passes, which didn't work. Which didn't BYU get had caught. 11 yards of total offense in the third quarter. Right. 11 yards of offense. Now, let me tell you something. Um, despite all this, uh, this game was actually a lot closer than people think it was. Um, and this might even be a hot take. This game was a lot closer. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me cue you up. Thank you. Let's do it. Well, let's put my feet to the fire. This game was a lot closer than people thought it was, okay? So we look at this first drive uh, when Bo Hodge came in and he ran the ball three straight times, including on a fourth and one where he didn't convert on fourth down. Okay, BYU was on the, I believe, 29 or 32. I can't remember exactly uh, where they were, where the Cougs were, but um, basically it equaled out to be a 52-yard field goal. Okay, that's within new kicker Skylar Southam's range. 
We've heard that high from school several range. people. High school range. High school range. But we've, we've heard from several people within the program that he's hit that within practice. They feel confident with him at about that range. Okay? So, obviously, um, let, let's, let's play make-believe right here Kay. and say BYU decides instead of going for it on fourth down, kicks a field goal. Okay. They're up 3-0 right there, okay? Um, they ended up, what was the final score? 18-21. So, you add that three points, that's a tie game. Okay? Hmm. Another example, BYU's in the red zone after the muff punt by Cal. Right. Okay? They're struggling to move the ball. An absolute gift, by the way. Yeah, an absolute gift. Um, BYU, uh, there, there's it a... Doesn't, doesn't Diane Gonwaluku translate into English as gift from Muff Punt? Yes. <laughs> I think so. So BYU um, uh, has uh, has a nice gain from Hifo. He picks up a couple yards on, I think it was second or third down. Anyway, what happens is that that play, there was a pass interference because of Moroni Laulu Pututau went upfield and blocked. Trying to rub, yeah. So the, he was trying to rub, and so there was a pass interference. Well, this pushes BYU way out of – well, they're still in field goal, field goal territory, but it's third and long. Right. So it was second down. It pushes them back to third and long. Tanner trying to force something downfield to convert the third down throws an interception. Yeah. Okay? So let's say that penalty doesn't happen. Then BYU has a third and short – is maybe able to either pick up the first down or just kick a chip shot field goal at that point, including the other field goal, BYU's up 24-21. So they had two chances to at least tie the game. And if they convert on both of them, then then they tie the game and they go to overtime. And right. BYU had all the momentum going into overtime just because of how the offense actually finally started to respond at the end of the game. Right. So um, despite BYU not having an offense, that defense really showed up yesterday. Uh, after being on the field a lot, a lot of the game, um, Cal was putting together really long drives. I mean, I think people really underappreciated what how good of a team Cal was um, after kind of struggling with UNC. But um, in all reality, I think that I think BYU will still be okay. I think yeah. BYU is going to be better than last year. Interesting. All right, let's Cal's, Cal's probably a little better than a lot of the people in the Pac-12 want to believe. Mm-hmm. BYU's. Probably not as good as a lot of people in BYU circles want to believe. Wait, wait, wait. Equine. You mean to tell me that they're not going 12-0 and 0 anymore? Probably probably not going to go 10-2. and 2. Okay. Probably not going to go 10-2. 9-3? and 3? Maybe 9-3. and 3. I mean, 8-4 and 4 at least. But, yeah. There's no way. But, so in, in that in that vein, let's, uh, let's fast forward over to DeKalb, Illinois. Yeah. Speaking of... Rewind. Speaking of terrible offenses, are you guys ready for this? This is my spicy meatball of a take. <clears throat> the University of Utah's offense is a complete disaster. Yes, even the Lord Commander himself, Tyler Huntley. The, the reason why they are such a disaster is because they have a terrible O-line. That's right, I said it. (laughs) This is a new one. It is a flaming hot take right here. (laughs) 
Utah's offense is a disaster. They have no O-line. NIU, the entire game was getting penetration, oftentimes up the middle. There's a, in our college breakdown that we had today, Sly um, broke down uh, the offense's weakness, which was the O-line, and how they, instead of picking up blitzing backers or communicating well enough to make this the necessary switches to make sure everyone's blocked, they would just let people go straight up the middle, thus getting uh, Tyler Huntley sacked. I think he got sacked six or seven times this game. Yeah, he. I think there was one point at the end of the second half that the Utes were trying to put together a march to tie things up. They were trailing 3-0. Um, and I think he was sacked like three out of five plays or three out of four plays or something like that. Just something completely absurd like. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and this is coming from offensive coordinator Troy Taylor, who said during fall camp that they wanted to run tie a lot less. Yeah. Because they wanted to, I believe the exact verbiage was preserve his health. <laughs> yeah. I think. And he was getting he was getting flushed out. His health did not look preserved yesterday. Nah. I mean, nah. I don't think. So this is not to downplay NIU. They are a good team. Possibly the best team in the MAC. J- just ignore that that thirty three to seven shellacking at the hands of Iowa. Just ignore that. They, just, it's fine. They it's fine. still brought the heat, and Tyler Huntley felt it and was flushed out of the pocket almost the entire game. Um, so that's step one. You know, you can't have an effective offense if your offensive line can't protect the trenches, can't protect your quarterback. Uh, the only saving grace in the offense I will add is the Lord and Savior Himself. Britton Covey. (laughs) Dude was unreal. And he was really the only person doing a lot. Um, I would would give you a 1A and a 1B. There was kind of a 1A and a 1B offensive player for Utah yesterday. Okay. So So 1A is is probably Britton Covey. Uh, 1B, the best quarterback on the team, I'm talking about former Lone Peak signal caller Chase Hansen. Oh, <laughs> smooth. I like that. He was, he was probably the second best offensive player Chase Hansen's on Utah's team. I yeah. mean, look, he scored a touchdown. You guys know that I'm on the Chase, uh, Chase Hansen bandwagon. Absolutely. But seriously, he's unbelievable. So let's talk about him real quick. Chase Hansen, how many sacks? He had like 13 solo tackles or 13 tackles, um, like seven tackles for loss, uh, not to mention an interception for a touchdown. He was freaking unreal. Uh, eight tackles, eight solo tackles, four assisted, two sacks, one interception, return for a TD. How many t- uh, TFLs? Uh, just the two sacks, I think. Oh, okay. But, yeah, dude was unreal. He put up uh, crazy numbers. Um, I like that you said he was a quarterback. That's great. Uh, converted safety. He was a great quarterback in high school. Turn, turn linebacker. He he was amazing. Uh, well, he was f- first turn safety, then linebacker. Or did you guys just say that? I just said that. Okay, my bad. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said quarterback to linebacker. <clears throat> um, but, yeah. So Still a safety, though. Still a safety, just happens to play. Still a safety, just happens to play linebacker. So, yeah. Love you, Chase. Love you. So, quick Nothing review. Against you. Utah's offense is a disaster. Their special teams. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Matt Gay. He... Blocked kick and a missed kick. I feel like the Lou Groza award winner probably shouldn't be having a relatively simple field goal. It's crazy. Blocked by NIU. Um, so you know, no offense, NIU. 
Right. But we're talking about the best in the country. So I so, think he got the uh, BYU marriage curse. You know how like BYU athletes just completely <laughs> go downhill after they get married? Sure. Wait, well, wait, he got wait. married in the offseason, so his game's just uh, ending. Wait, gotcha. kicker, really good, going down. Has Matt Gay gotten into powerlifting lately? <laughs> Is he riding a unicycle? So Utah's we're going to need some Utah students to tweet us at KSL Sports to make sure this this isn't the case. So Utah's defense was did he get bit by a, sp- by okay. a spider? Utah's defense was okay. Uh, Utah's offense was a disaster. Special teams was terrible. The Lou Groza a winner was actually not the best kicker from the state this past week. The best kicker Ooh, in the state transition goes to the best team in the state of Utah. Uh, coming off of there. Coming off of their sixty to thirteen win over the best independent in the country, New Mexico State, who beat them last year. Yeah, who beat them last year? Uh, Utah State guys. Utah State might actually be kind of good. They're they're for reals. Yeah, they might be kind of good. Uh, Dominic Eberly, twenty four points by a kicker that ties an NCAA record. That's good, right? That's damn good. I think that's good. Great. Now we're gonna get explicit tag for the Bama. It's worth it. It's totally worth it for Dom Everly, though. Yeah. So yeah, German born, went to high school in California. Um, he was a final. Speaking of Lou Groza Award winners, Dom Everly was very quietly a finalist. Oh, for, really? For Lou Groza last year. I didn't know. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, he finished third in the overall voting. Wow. But he was at the what do they call it the the ESPN College Football Award Show where they announce all those end of season mm. awards. He was actually there. Him and Matt Wells. Wow. Yeah. Nobody really noticed because yeah, this other kid from Utah locally, yeah. UVU transfer, right up the road, won the thing. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, but Dom Dom Everly quietly really good. Um, I don't think that's a hot take. Is that a hot take? No, that's Maybe that's a hot, hot take. take. He was great. Maybe he should be winning the Luke Rose Award this year though. He I'm was just saying he was. If he keeps putting up numbers like he did. Yeah. The other night, then he, yeah, yeah, six, he might. <laughs> he had a perfect game: six for six field goals and six for six uh, PATs. Three fifty-one yard field goals. Three fifty. More than half the field. That's insane. Yeah. Um, the uh, the last the last player to kick three fifty-plus yard field goals in a game was a uh, Wake Forest kicker in two thousand six. Jeez. Um, but yeah, you. I'm pretty sure that real. I'm pretty sure that game in 2006 also ended uh, nine to zero, because um, that's Wake Forest offense. Yep. So by far the best special teams in the state. Who's got the? They probably got the best offense in the state. Zach, I know you like this one. They've got the best quarterback in the state. Yeah, absolutely. I think Jordan Love, hands down, is the best quarterback in the state. Um, well, current starter. Let's say that. Yeah. I think that there are some backups in the state that are pretty freaking good um, who will get their get their time. Yeah. Jason so Shelley. So, from what we've seen. I think Jason Shelley's really good. Yeah. Is that a hot take? It's not a hot take. He showed okay. great against Weber State. He put up a lot of offense. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Jordan Love is going to – I think he's going to do some special things for the Aggies this year. I, You know what? He reminds me of Chucky Keaton. Uh, pre-injury. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of built similarly. Yeah. <clears throat> similar build, similar skill set. You know, athletic enough to kind of run, move around the pocket, but he's not like a world beater. You know, he's not going to burn you. He's not a burner. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of some a team that's a little bit south of us that's been burning, 
some competition. Oh, oh are we are we talking about the best team in the nation? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna give you guys multiple choice question. You ready? Let's hear it. There were three off season hires, all in the <laughs> Pac-12. Okay. All in the Pac-12 South, I think even. Okay. A, B, and C. A. Chip Kelly at UCLA. Okay. B. Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. Uh-huh. C. Herm Edwards at ASU. Which one's the oldest? One of them has two more wins than the other two combined right now. Two more wins than the other two combined? <laughs> so the other two have zero wins? Yeah. <laughs> do, you want me, do you want me to give you a hint? This uh, is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. Of, co- of course I'm talking about Herm Edwards and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Forks up, baby. Uh, now 2-0 and after a 16-13 upset win of number 15 Michigan State. That same Michigan State that was about 60 seconds away from losing to Utah State uh, goes to the Valley of the Sun in Tempe and in front of 53,000 fans at Sun Devil Stadium falls 16-13 on a Brandon Ruiz 28-yard field goal as time expires and I'm just calling it now guys I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna call it right now I'm gonna say Arizona State is going to the college football playoff oh wow going to the playoffs okay the playoffs damn um well you want to know who I think might be facing them in the playoffs from the big 12 who will be the big 12 champion this year it's not Kyler Murray and Oklahoma. It's not the number five overall pick in the MLB draft <laughs> and the Heisman front runner. Uh, maybe he's second to Heisman behind Tua Tago Viola. Oh, yeah. Viloa? Whatever. Um, <laughs> Tonga Viloa? Tonga Viloa. I don't yeah. care. Uh, I'm talking about the Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, dang. The Kansas Jayhawks, who just won their first road game. In football since 2009. Yes, 2009, me and Hamill looked it up. Mm-hmm. That's a long 2009 time. 2009 is the last time that Rock Chalk got it going on the road, okay? Wow. That is wild. You, you want to know some things that weren't released back in 2009? Okay. Okay. The iPad. The MacBook Air. <laughs> okay. Uh... Had uh, had Game of Thrones started back then? Uh, no, no, it had not. I don't think Game of Thrones. I mean, the books started. had the books, right? right. The, TV the TV series show hasn't. Okay, so you're saying the last time the Jayhawks won a road game was before the iPad? It's been a long time. Do you want to know the last time that the Kansas Jayhawks won a road game? BYU beat Utah in the same season. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh Ooh. man. Well, thanks for the joining us on the Sports time, Beat After Hours podcast. The last time. The Kansas Jayhawks won a road game. I was a sophomore in high school, That's and I had just started dating my now wife. <laughs> uh, I believe that was uh, when those Eric Mangino-led Kansas Jayhawks were on their way to a Big 12 championship in an Orange Bowl bid. Wasn't that 2011? Uh, no. 2009? No. 
2009. Yeah, no, yeah. they they Wasn't only that? their their last uh, road win came September 12th, 2009. Goodness. So they weren't going to the Orange Bowl if they didn't win any road games throughout the rest of the season. I think that was 2007 or 2008 that that happened. But uh, yeah, you're right. That that 2009 team finished five and seven. Um, one exactly one game on the road that was at UTEP. Um, September twelfth, right? Yeah, it was. It was, and it was long enough ago. It's long enough ago, if you remember, uh, Kansas's Big Twelve road opener uh, came in a thirty-four to thirty loss at the University of Colorado. Wow! So Colorado was still in the Big Twelve. They're- and they were pretty good. So, so <laughs> and they were pretty uh, let's, good. Let's give a timeline of my life of what's happened since the last time the Kansas Jayhawks, okay, have won a game. Just to give you guys how big, how how long it's a been football paid. game, a football game. We got to give Bill Self a little bit of credit. A football game. Yes. Um. So, since that time, I've gotten my driver's license. <laughs> I've graduated from high school. Okay. I uh. Graduated from college, I got married, I bought a house, I bought a car, two cars, um, I got my wife pregnant. Um, <laughs> that took 10 years? I'm just kidding. Yeah, it took 10 years. Dude, that's similarly, sex, I've had two Sex children. education <laughs> in Utah isn't the, uh, you know, quite what it is nationally, so. That's wild. Um... Man, so uh, what are you thinking? Big Big Twelve, uh, Big Twelve championships? championships? Yeah, oh, oh absolutely, wow. yeah. Are they going to the playoffs to face the fight in Herm Edwards in the first round, though? Yes. Okay. So the problem That's is, um, with that being said, who gets left out of the uh, between the Big Ten and uh, the ACC? And because here's the thing, I, I know which schools are coming out of the Big Ten, the ACC, and the SEC. It's Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Oh, oh, contraire, oh. contraire. I think Kansas is going to take the Big Ten is going to kick the Big Ten out of the playoffs. Okay, because Eastern Michigan is now the Big Ten West front runner. Fair enough. After their big win at Purdue, I'm I'm talking about emo emu emu, <laughs> the ones with the gray field themselves going in to. Purdue Stadium, I forgot the name of the stadium, in there in West Lafayette, Indiana, and uh, stunning the Boilermakers, boiling them, if you will, boiling wow. the Boilermakers, and uh, seizing control of the Big Ten West crown. So, yeah, so Emu uh, going to cause him havoc when it comes down to college football playoff time. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine Pac-12 champions Arizona State playing Big Ten champions EMU and Big 12 champions, uh, <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> I think Arizona State's one of the few schools in the Pac 12 that hasn't been to a Rose Bowl yet. Is that correct? ASU has been to two Rose Bowls. Is it Arizona? Arizona, Arizona. Okay, Arizona. My bad. How dare you? Sorry, it's how it's, dare it's you? Literally hot as hell at both <laughs> one, those schools. One so of one of ASU. To be fair, one of the last times ASU did go to a Rose Bowl, uh, I was just shy of my second birthday. Okay, I was there though. I was there. Congratulations. Yeah, I was there. That's hilarious. Congratulations. My my uncle was a backup quarterback. 
So the uh, eighty six team. Um, while we're talking about uh, you know football fantasies, <laughs> why don't we move on to, uh, to our fantasy. new recurring segment, Zach's fantasy tips. All right, guys. Like I said, it's time for Zach's fantasy tips, okay? Yes. Tip for week number one. Right. I don't even play fantasy football, and I'm excited for this segment, guys. <laughs> oh, this is about fantasy football? Oh. Okay, oh. so let me oh. cross this off, because my first tip was uh, bringing scented candles. Oh, right. And a nice outfit. <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. You're talking yourself. lace and lingerie for the guys, because yeah. the girls got to treat themselves, yeah. right? Treat yourself. No, okay, in all reality, before this goes too far, uh, Zach's fantasy tip this week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call someone out in this room. Okay. Okay. We have a we have a avid fantasy football player sitting to my left. Oh good lord. One uh Emma Hamuli Jr. This is gonna be a don't do this tip. Uh yes. Don't do what Hema did this week oh, God. and start Sonny Michelle. Okay. Let me plead my case real quick, okay? To be fair, I was working. Like, when did they announce that he is out? He They announced it, like, Friday night or maybe mm. Saturday night? Okay, that gives you enough time to change your starting lineup. Yeah, so. but I was busy. Oh, bro. you were busy? I was busy you here. You were busy. And then I was busy Hasn't driving. You were busy. And then I was busy sleeping. Um, Dude, that's why you drive in fantasy football at the same time. Uh, right? I know. That's probably On true. On that long road out to Tooele. It was a painful lesson. We don't We don't advocate anything while you're driving drinking driving texting and driving don't do it it's true i the only person on my roster that didn't make any points obviously was sony michelle and i had adrian peterson on my bench who got 21 almost 22 points and it hurt cost me the game i could have won okay so um what i'm gonna suggest though is uh you know i think um I think Mitch Trubitz, Trubisky showed really well, okay? Okay. So, for anyone who may have drafted Matt Ryan, um, <laughs> this me. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, or, if for some reason you believe in Nathan Peterman, I don't know why. <laughs> um, He's still playing? Or Sam Bradford, who, why is he still playing? Uh, these offenses did not look good. Right. Okay? Uh, a couple guys that you guys could pick up instead. Um, Andy Dalton, uh, the Bengals look good today. Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think Mitch Trubisky. Fitzpatrick. Mitch Trubisky looked really good, and I don't know how long it's going to take me to not struggle saying his name, but Trubisky looked really good against the Packers tonight. It's Mitchell Trubisky. Sorry, Mitchell Trubisky. He's grown up since he was in North Carolina. He looked really good. Okay, a lot of people also picked up Nick Foles. Don't use Nick Foles. Right. I think his magic from last season's run out. Um, he's probably the only player on the Eagles who has a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Because um, the Eagles looked pretty good other than him. So, uh, as far as quarterbacks, uh, be on the lookout for some guys um, who, uh, you know, might be able to uh, do a little something for you. Ryan's Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic. Absolutely. 42.3 points in Insane. my league. Uh yeah, I absolutely just tonight after the games dropped Matt Ryan to pick up 
fits magic. See, because. and I, I think a lot of people are going to be, really, is this an overreaction? It's not. Because let me tell you who... Uh, don't don't pick Fitzpatrick to win mini games. No, but make sure you put him on your fantasy team. Yeah, Fitzpatrick puts up numbers. Okay, uh, so he has 177, I believe, career touchdown passes. Guess who that's more than? Blow my mind. Okay, Troy Aikman. Jeez. Joe Namath. You're kidding me. Michael Vick. Oh my gosh. Okay. Those I- are like guys who are considered like some of the greatest to play the position. Okay, he he has forty more touchdown passes, I believe, than Michael Vick. He just passed uh, Troy Aikman today. I think Troy Aikman has one hundred seventy-three. Oh my gosh, that's insane! Yeah, he's put up crazy numbers for a guy who's basically like a career backup or like a career like <laughs> spot starter. You know, he's kind of a journeyman. Yeah, and he's did you only play to Harvard? No way, <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> Is Wait, he did so you really bad? not? Is he You're 90 so years bad. old? Did you really not know he played at Harvard? You're joking. No. You, you obviously don't watch NFL broadcasts. Yeah. No, I don't. That's that's Every like the that's the free space. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's Ro- the NFL broadcast. So he broadcast. really did. Yeah, he really did. Oh, geez. I didn't it's, know that. It's like, wow, he, pl- he played at Harvard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, if you guys are looking for a new quarterback in your league, uh, I don't know. As far as uh, reaching for Fitzpatrick, maybe for the first couple weeks until Jameis Winston's back from whatever the hell Jameis Winston did this offseason. Um, and there's our second explicit tag. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think we're okay to say that without getting an explicit tag. Uh, but, um, yeah, I uh, I feel pretty confident in that. Um, I... Um, I don't really have any other fantasy tips this week. Just All right. don't start Sony Michelle. Um, it's terrible. Uh, another guy. That, how about this? I'll, I'll give one more free tip this week. Okay. Uh, Antonio Gates at tight end. He just got signed by the chargers last weekend. Like a lot of people didn't know that this happened, especially yeah. like in my league. Um, I drafted Antonio Gates and like people were like, wait, he's still playing. Yes. He got signed last Saturday by the chargers. <laughs> Um, after their other tight end blew out his ACL. Uh, and he put up 5.6 points today. Um, not great as a as a tight end one, but like if you're looking for someone like as a flex position yeah, or a tight end two, if you uh, play multiple tight, end, tight ends in your league, throw Gates in there because there aren't really a lot of great tight ends out in the NFL. There's not. That are, there, there's probably three or four, maybe five like right, top, the top end guys. guys. Yeah. Um, so you, if you're looking for someone to like fill out a roster spot, Get him, and he could be a spot starter too. Yeah. Just depending on who the Chargers end up playing. That's so. Uh, that's it for Zach's fantasy tips this week. Um, and moving on from one expert's area of expertise to another, uh, I want to introduce another recurring segment. I want to talk movies with the movie expert on this podcast. Hemahemuli. Wait, 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 wait. Junior. So you mean to tell me that this fantasy tip thing was all in jest? <laughs> of course not. Of course oh, not. Okay. I'm being totally serious right now, too, guys. 100% serious. So let's go to let's go to movie time with Hemahemuli. Hema, what have you seen lately? Hello, welcome to movie time with Hemahemuli Junior. I'll tell you the last movie I just finished. It was the freaking Avengers. <laughs> 
You finally saw it? I finally finished it. I started it like three weeks ago. What? Yeah. I told you, I don't have time for anything. Dude, it's called a commute. I can't watch a movie while I'm driving. I beg to differ. <laughs> the Sports Beat After Hours podcast does not condone watching a movie while you're driving. I will not stand for driving and watching movies. If you want to driving sm- and watching Ozark. If you want to smoke a little weed and and go behind the wheel, that's your own prerogative. If you want to get hammered and drive on an empty I-80 to Tooele, feel free to do so. The Sports Made After Hours podcast does not condone drinking and driving even on an Shut empty up, I-80 Sean. towards Tooele. Oh, gosh. Emma, but if, I will not stand. I don't want to drive down. <laughs> okay. No, seriously though, that really is the last movie. I just finished it. Just so give I'm us serious. give us your review. I loved it. It was great. Um, I already knew it was going to happen because it's been like a year since it came out or something like that. But I thought it was really months. good. Um, I don't think I feel so good, Mr. <laughs> Dude, spoilers. Nah, I'm the last person to see this movie. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Actually, no, my wife still hasn't seen it. Are so, you serious? Uh, she doesn't care. So, uh, yeah. That's... My, my wife's like 30 weeks pregnant and miserable. <laughs> like, my stupid kid keeps kicking her in the ribs. And, like, the Sports Beat After Hours podcast anymore. does not condone making fun of your wife while she's pregnant. Or kicking. I still love her, but, like, I, I'm making fun of my kid. Yeah, like, right, right. My wife just doesn't enjoy the stuff that she normally enjoys, like going to movies. Like, we love going to the movies. She can't sit through a movie anymore because it's painful. It's kind of a bummer because. You're just starting that journey that I have crossed through where you have children and then you all of a sudden can't see movies anymore Yeah, because they won't sit still for even half an hour. Well, that's why you get tight swaddles. You swaddle them up. Oh, I was going to say just buy some. uh, Or that's what uh, like grandparents are for. (laughs) I am excited for or single friends speaking from experience. Yeah. So. Avengers, great. Loved it. I'm excited for the next one to come out. I believe, uh, is it, what's coming out next? Is it Captain Marvel? After Avengers 2, I believe. It comes out a few months after Avengers 2. Or Avengers. You mean uh, Infinity War 2. Infinity War 2, sorry. Infinity War 2. Um, So I'm excited for Infinity War 2 and uh, just to get things started on that. Another comic book movie to come out soon that I'm super stoked about is Venom. Is it out already? I don't even know. It comes out in October, so you'll see it October 2019, right? Yeah, I'll see it uh, two years from the release date. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of TV, or not TV, but like TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not so much movies. Well, why don't we... I, I kind of so I'm gonna go one way, but I'm gonna veer back to this uh, okay. TV show, um, TV shows that you've been watching. So uh, I was joking with my wife the other night. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, you know, Zach, Zach, Zach. This is neither the time nor the podcast. It is. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, uh, you're not. It's okay. actually both. Sorry, it is. Sorry. It's, it's both. Sports beat after. So um, I was talking with my wife the other day about. She's like, "Yeah." Uh, you know, you're going to have to watch like a lot of like Dora the Explorer and like Blue's Clues and like stuff like that. And I was like, forget that. My kid's <laughs> going to watch The Godfather with me because I watch it at least once a week because it's the greatest freaking movie of all time. Right. And he's going to know that straight from the day he's born. Do you want to know what we're going to watch, Hema and Sean? Do you want to know what I'm going to watch with my son? When he comes? 
Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes. Not Game of Thrones. I actually haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. Oh, okay. um, we're going to watch The Wire. Okay. We're going to watch The Office. Okay. Greatest we're going to watch Seinfeld. Time. Okay, fair. We're going to watch The Godfather. Man, your kid's going to be so white. We're going to watch The Godfather Part 2. <laughs> your we're kid going to be so white. Okay? You all know what I want my son's first words to be? My, first, my son's first sentence, because obviously this isn't one word. Okay. I want him to say, so you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was nice. That was That's nice. Good. I watch that movie like once a week, and you think I'm joking, but my wife literally has gotten to the point that like she will walk out of the room if I turn it on. Because <laughs> I watch it so much. Yeah. I, okay. I love The Godfather. It's so good. Wow. It's so good. And guess what? The Godfather Part 2 is even better. Interesting. It's so good. Zach feels the way of the Godfather as I do about the Sandlot. Let's veer back. Let's take a hard right turn. Let's steer into this turn. Okay. Uh, We're going to talk TV shows because Hem and I have been watching the same TV show. Hem is a few episodes ahead of me. Yeah. Um, I'm on episode four of season one of Ozark. Oh, I'm way ahead of you, dude. Yeah. I'm like a season ahead. Yeah, you're like a season ahead of me. Um, Ozark is great. I don't know if you've, have, Sean, have you seen um, Breaking Bad? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a very, very Breaking Bad esque, um, which is kind of unfortunate because I kind of was expecting something super, super new. It, and it's not to say that this show. So not. it's it's actually a lot different than what I expected personally. I thought it was kind of, um. I thought it was kind of like a sci-fi, like fantasy type show. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that it like had something to do with like I thought it was kind of like a thriller, sci-fi, like fantasy type thing where like there was going to be like some sort like of a like monster. Yeah, like okay. monsters and like some sort of like mythical thing or like, um, not like magic, but like horror type magic, like or or maybe oh like God. spirits and demons type thing. I totally like. I was so far off on like what this show was. <laughs> You're like was. oh. Drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, drugs. <laughs> oh, heroin. People okay. getting mar- murdered. Yeah. Um, Missouri. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. That's where I guess. I didn't know that that's where their Ozarks were. I didn't even know that Dude, the Ozarks they, was a thing. Okay, so I thought the Ozarks. <laughs> I This I has been geography class with Emma Hamilton Jr. <laughs> so I listened to an interview with Jason Bateman a few weeks ago. And for some reason, I got out of that interview that the show was based in South Africa. I don't know how oh, I got that. Right. I know what you're talking about. Was it Joe Rogan? Oh, no. It was Bill Simmons. Bill uh, Simmons, that's right. I don't know how, but I thought the Ozarks were in South Africa. (laughs) And so when they're like, (laughs) the show starts in Chicago, and I'm like, man, they're really going to take a journey to get to South Africa. (laughs) You're like. They end up in Missouri, which is just as wild as South Africa. I mean. Oh, yeah. You have heroin addicts. and But uh, markedly less black people. (laughs) Yes. Well, South Africa has a lot of white people, though. (laughs) Right, but there are black people. In Ozarks, the only black person is the cop. Okay, I haven't got. Oh yeah, the gay cop. The gay cop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just found <laughs> out he was gay this last episode when it, his boyfriend was getting a freaking head from some right. prostitute, and then it it showed the guy from the side. I was like, oh, that's a dude. Yeah. Oh the, my gosh. Well, like the funny part is like, you're like, Ozarks. That that, that sounds like it should be by like Wakanda. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> But Ozarks is great. Um, so I've about said Nicaragua, which is. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so let me backtrack a little bit. Sean, you've seen Arrested Development, right? 
Sean just passed out from laughing. <laughs> yes, yes, I okay. have. And so, I don't know if I can contribute to this conversation because I'll, I'll, I got to mute my mic. <laughs> so, okay. So while his mic is muted, you haven't seen Arrested Development, right? I haven't. Is that, you have not. I okay. have not. I was actually getting me fun of by one of my friends from college about this the other day. Okay. I feel like. Pick I know there's, there's like something about bananas and stuff okay. in it. Like I well, watched the first episode. There's always money in the banana stand, Michael. He knows. The, so so quick aside. Uh, that's probably the blues, on the Pantheon. That's, their name. that's probably on the same Pantheon as like Seinfeld. You'll have to watch it. No, I, I definitely will. Um, but this is the problem with those arcs, okay? Right Jason up there with Bay- Firefly and Fox shows that have been canceled way too early. Okay. Yeah, it's true. And the Mindy Project. The problem with Jason Bateman in Ozarks is there are moments in Ozarks where he's like hatching out a plan to like trick some drug dealer or to get out of being assassinated, where he starts laying out the plan in such a matter of fact way that he, it's like George Michael is in the Ozarks trying to avoid drug dealers. It's George Michael is the guy in Arrested Development. He, so, do I need to go back and watch Arrested Development yes. before I finish this? Watch one episode of Arrested Development, and you will totally understand what I'm saying. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, Ozarks is shot. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Is legit George Michael? He seems exactly like George Michael. Like it's Michael Sarah. No, I mean uh, oh, the okay. dad, George Michael, or Michael. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the, um, yeah, Michael. Michael. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they all George Michael though? I because even Job's I, George Michael. I guess. Yeah, Oscar's. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Jason Bateman is basically the same character. For a second, I thought you were talking about Michael Sarah, and I was getting really, <laughs> really excited to watch this <laughs> this show. That'd be so awkward, by the way. Michael Sarah. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was getting I, really excited to watch the show. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, Ozarks, great. Uh, no, I definitely recommend it. I I like the I like the styling. I like I like the camera work. I like the yeah. way that it's edited. Like the visuals, it's very like nice looking. Like it seems kind of like a dark, cold world. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. And, it and it pulled me in from the. It reminded me of Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad pulled me in from the first episode. It's one of my favorite pilot pilots of any TV show. Oh, absolutely. I've watched. Um, it's definitely like in probably like my top three or four, uh, with like, I think lost is up there. Um, I would put uh, Friday night lights up there and that's a good list though. I think, yeah. Ozarks is, I think breaking bad has like a way better character Maybe the arc story dead, yeah. though. Like, the characters well, well, in Breaking Bad are so much more. Well, we can look at six seasons of Breaking Bad. That's and true. also we're only you're only halfway through season two. Yeah, that's um, true. We we have six seasons of character development. Of granted, it's the best character development of any TV show ever, possibly. Um, it, but like Breaking Bad's a slow burn, whereas Ozarks is like second episode. You're already in the Ozarks. Well, and I think my experience with Breaking Bad is I didn't start watching it until the fourth season, so it was all on Netflix. Right. So I was able to burn through those first four seasons pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, great show, though. That's that's what I'm watching right now. I'm I'm excited to start uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. That's I haven't where I started was it go yet. Next. Okay. Jack Ryan is fantastic. I have started that one. You have. So oh I got through Jack Ryan. Yeah, I was like, offered. So I want really wanted to claim some Twitch loot the other day. Okay. And Amazon was like, 
hey, if you watch three episodes of Jack Ryan, we'll give you like three loot chests. So I'm okay. like, oh, I am so there, and I burn through them Wait, so can fast. Can I get like some loot for a Fortnite through this? Um, no, it was for I think it was I think he gave me an Overwatch loot chest. Dang it. Ah, yeah, I need some Fortnite loot. Interesting. Yeah. But Jack Ryan, I so I put it out on Twitter. It's really it a, awkward watching Jim as Jim. like a, okay, spe, a CIA special agent. Let me though. ask you this. Have you seen him in anything else besides The Office? Like have you seen Office? Well, have you seen the, the 12 hours? The quiet. Oh, yeah. No, yeah I'm, I'm sure I have. 13 but hours? 13 dark? Zero dark 30? No, he was in the hour. The. 13 hours or 13 whatever hours. the show is called. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I have because I've seen all of these. Have you like, seen I'm pretty sure I have place? seen him, but he's still, he's always just Jim. So I think <laughs> like, I'm he, sorry. So I don't really have any reference for like other Jack Ryan like movies or novels or You didn't see the like Chris that. Pine one? I haven't. Okay. Um, wasn't, uh, wasn't Tom Cruise Jack Ryan for a little bit? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I know he's Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure if he was Jack Ryan oh, wait. as well. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because um, I know Chris Pine was Jack Ryan, and so was um, uh, Sean. Let's, let's play a game well, I like Connery, to call. But it was Alec Baldwin was like the original Jack Ryan. Hold on, let's play a game I like to call. Go look it up. Harrison Ford was Jack Ryan. No, 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 no. Uh, Harrison Ford was almost cast as Jack Ryan in The Hunt for Red October. He wasn't. Oh, because that's what Google says. Maybe he was. I don't know. Um, Alec Baldwin was. You're right. Um, ben Affleck. Ben what? Affleck. Is this a different Jack Ryan? There's seven Jack Ryans. But let, so let's talk Jack Ryan though. I'm he a has been portrayed it. by Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, mm. Chris Pine, and most recently, John Jim Krasinski. Wow. Okay. The more you so know. I was wrong about Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise is Jack Reacher. Yeah, okay. that's Jack Reacher. Okay, <clears throat> but uh, so I gave the I gave the series a solid B plus overall. Um, Wait, did you finish it? I finished it. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, I watched it on my off days. So okay. Uh, yeah, I got like three episodes in. So you're I really so I think the first episode was really good, especially like the end of the first episode. Uh, Sean. Would you agree with that? I, I it has a nice twist that I wasn't really expecting. How long are these episodes? Uh, anywhere from thirty-eight the, minutes to an hour and yeah. Five the minutes. first episode was wow. about an hour, but they they're more traditional. Sure, yeah, they're yeah. about forty-ish. Yeah, forty-five okay. minutes. So it's like the the season finale and the season premieres are usually a little bit longer. Right. Yeah. So episode one, I really enjoyed. Um, there's kind of a little bit of a slow burn through like two through like four. And things kind of start to pick up in five. Um, it's kind of hard to like really piece together all the different storylines, but they all come together very well at the end. And the payoff is fantastic. Six, seven, and eight awesome. are unbelievable. Like, like literally like on the edge of your seat, like gripping <sighs> it, like fingernails, like digging into the couch. Like it was intense. And, I'm excited. And um Yeah, it's definitely uh TVMA, um, there's there's quite there's some nudity in it. Um, there's I mean, it's an Amazon really, Prime series, so it doesn't really have to be rated. Yeah, um, quite a few f bombs, but I you know I was really excited for I like the um, the portrayal of uh, Jim, the CIA kind of like Jack Ryan's boss um, from uh, uh, shoot I forgot his name, but he played uh, Bunk Moorhead and uh, The Wire. 
Mm. He's one of the main characters, one of the main detectives in The Wire. Um, and I just thought, like, overall, like, it was a really good show. Uh, funny enough, you know the Dilly Dilly guy on the Bud Light commercials? <laughs> He's one of the CIA agents. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize this until after. I was like, where do I know this guy from? <laughs> and I looked it up, and it's the Dilly Dilly guy. Oh, my gosh. So, um, That's funny. Yeah, he's kind of like the ultimate like badass, but hmm. uh, yeah, this show really good. Um, I felt like there was just some filler content in like episodes two through five, but like it kind of makes sense towards the end. But um, I thought the character development for Jack Ryan was really good, um, and just kind of like seeing you know him transform from a desk jockey into uh, you know a real hero was exciting. It was good. And I'm excited for season two because they pretty much like laid it out that there will be a season Sweet. two. So um, I hope I didn't spoil anything too much for you guys that you guys will be able to go out and enjoy it. But definitely recommend it to our listeners. Definitely recommend it to you two in this room. It's if, a great uh, series. Though. If it anyone really needs um, an Amazon login, hit me up. I'll give you my mother-in-law's information. <laughs> slide um, into his DMs. Slide into my DMs. It's at Zach Hicken. Uh, my DMs are open. Uh, so... Uh, slide right definitely in there. more than happy to share that information <laughs> with you guys. Or slide into the DMs of his birder account at Rod Zundel. Yep, exactly. At Ron Zundel, which or, is my burner account. Or at Ron Zundel. <laughs> but um, I think that's basically everything we got for uh, today's show. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's been a busy week. It's going to be another busy week. Busy season, actually. We've got Utah State, Tennessee Tech on Thursday. BYU Wisconsin on Saturday and the Utes host the Washington Huskies Saturday night at Rice Eccles it's gonna be a bloodbath you guys are gonna have to hold down the fort next week on the podcast because I will be attending a funeral in Madison (laughs) yes Uh, so next week we're gonna talk what midseason awards for high school football and uh, week three hot takes all right as well as Zach's fantasy tips and uh, Emma's movie slash TV show Corner. Corner. Uh, thank you for listening. Sports Beat After Hours. I'm Hemi Muli Jr. I'm joined by Sean Walker. Forks up, baby. And Zach Hicken. Have a good night, everybody. Turn into game night live, too. High school sports. Saturday at 6.